the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs of stopping, and I brought some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low. G'day, g'day, g'day. You are listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. My name is Nick Adams, and I have the distinct honor, pleasure, and privilege today of guest hosting for the great man, the Dennis Prager. It is December the 21st, 2020. It is a wonderful day here in the United States of America. And yes, Donald Trump is still your president. As always on the Dennis Prager Show, we love to hear from our listeners. Give us a call, 18Prager776. That's 18Prager776 or 18772437776. Give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind. It is a pleasure to have your company here today. Uh, Some of you will probably recognize my voice as I have had the pleasure before of guest hosting for Dennis. Again, my name is Nick Adams, and as all of you can very clearly tell from my accent, I was not born in the United States of America, but I did come and choose to live in the greatest country in the world. Uh, I'm a best-selling author. I commentate regularly on cable news. I run a national nonprofit called FLAG, the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, which is all about teaching civics and promoting patriotism to young Americans all across the country in the K-12 system. I also serve as a presidential appointee uh, appointed by President Donald Trump. And uh, overall, I'm a massive advocate for traditional American values, for the foundational values contained in the United States Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the Federalist Papers, the values that have made America the exceptional nation of the world. They're values that I love. I know you love love them as well, particularly if you listen to this show. And they're values that I think America should hold and preserve and fight for and advocate on behalf. Because if we don't, this country will turn into every other place. And we certainly don't want that as we cast our eye around the world. Uh, the United States of America still, with all its problems, remains the beacon for the rest of the world. I came here, unlike unfortunately many uh, people today, I came here to make, not take, to give, not receive, to join the place, not complain about it or change it. And uh, that's what I'm fighting to do every day, and that's why I love people like Dennis Prager, and that's why it's such a joy to be talking to all of you today, just a few days out for Christmas. And I look forward to hearing what you plan on doing for Christmas Uh The left are trying to steal Christmas from us. They tried to steal Thanksgiving, and now they're stealing Christmas. And uh, you won't be hearing happy holidays from me. You'll be hearing (laughs) Merry Christmas from me. I think everybody should be saying Merry Christmas. 
look, there's no doubt that right now things are not all that merry or rosy in the United States of America, particularly for about 74, 75 million people who cast their ballot for who I consider to be the greatest president, Donald Trump, that we've ever seen. I think his four years were productive, energetic, fun. And I read a piece this morning on foxnews.com, which I thought really kind of summed it up really nicely. It's hard to imagine that President Trump will soon leave office. His presidency has been so big, so full of energy and purpose, that it seems almost impossible that it will come to an end. Trump supporters are angry. Yes, that the election was unfair and many think dishonest. They are also sad, knowing that they may never again elect a president more dedicated to protecting their interests and so ready to take on the intolerant liberal mob. To be sure, he is not done. President Trump recently just signed off on two new rules that remove water restrictions, allowing people to take more satisfying showers and buy dishwashers that actually do the job. Of course, the environmental lobby was outraged. It was a classic Trump move, heartening to those who rebel against the expanding and intrusive role of the federal government and offensive to our woke overlords. For four years, the president has tackled one issue after another, some big, some small, like the water rules, using common sense and sheer orneriness to buck the system. Not being a creature of the swamp, Trump entered the Oval Office four years ago prepared to challenge everything. For four years, he did just that, perpetually riling the establishment. For example... Trump questioned why we allow tens of thousands of people to stream illegally across our southern border every year, which no country should permit. Rather than ignore the problem, Trump looked for solutions, ultimately demanding that Mexico keep asylum seekers in their country while they await their hearings and working with governments in Central America as well. I'm reading a great article here by Liz Peak on foxnews.com. She goes on to say, in face of enormous opposition... Trump also began to build a wall to narrow the places along our nearly 2,000-mile divide where gang members or coyotes could steal across. The flood of caravans heading north from Central America slowed to a trickle. In his very first year, Trump also focused on undoing the damage done by the regulatory zeal of the Obama-Biden crew. He issued 17 executive orders, his cabinet officials made 96 agency decisions and Republicans in Congress revoked 14 recently issued regulations and passed three laws that cancelled Obama-era rules and policies concerning the environment, labor law, civil rights, government reform and a host of other issues. Over the next three years, President Trump never let up. In 2019, the, Inven- the Environmental Protection Agency replaced Obama's signature climate bill, the massively disruptive Clean Power Plan, CPP, that sounds awfully close to CCP, doesn't it, with the Affordable Clean Energy Law. The CPP directed states to adopt green measures in their power industries so that by 2030 the country's overall power plant emissions would drop 32% below 2005 levels. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler explained at the time that the CPP would have asked low- and middle-income Americans to bear the costs of the previous administration's climate plan. 
One analysis predicted double-digit electricity price increases in 40 states under the CPP, such as the cost of meeting the goal set under the Paris Climate Accord. Trump, of course, is reviled by climate warriors, but protecting, but protecting one of our greatest geopolitical competitive advantages, our abundant and cheap energy, was the right thing to do for our country. Some of the changes Trump made on labor practices and immigration, for example, won't last. Many will be challenged in court, sadly. But the outcomes of these legal battles will benefit from Trump, President Trump's appointment of more than 227 conservative judges to federal courts, more than a quarter of the total, including three associate justices of the Supreme Court. These mostly young judges will make a lasting contribution to protecting our Constitution given the extent to which our freedom of speech in particular is under attack today. Nothing could be more important. And then, of course, there are Trump's achievements in foreign affairs, including the historic Abraham Accords, which forged first-ever diplomatic relations between Israel and a number of Arab states, ring-fencing Iranian belligerents in the Middle East. Trump also took a harder line against ISIS, freeing our troops to crush the caliphate, which they did in short order. Most important, President Trump confronted China, exposing and demanding an end to their unfair trade practices, massive theft of American know-how, and persistent human rights abuses. Enthralled to big business and big tech, previous presidents turned a blind eye to the rising threat of Beijing. Trump did not. No wonder China hoped for a Joe Biden presidency. As for accusations that Trump has been soft on Russia, the charge is as dishonest as the Russiagate hoax. Unlike Obama, Trump sent lethal weapons to Ukraine to help in their battle against Russia, closed consulates in Seattle and San Francisco, threw dozens of suspected Russian spies out of the country and imposed sanctions on Moscow. More important, Trump's enthusiastic backing of our oil and gas industries helped drive oil prices down, wreaking havoc on Russia's economy. If the climate zealots succeed in hobbling our energy businesses it will be a great gift to both Russia and China. Over four years, Trump brought home hostages, revamped important trade deals, rebuilt the military, boosted school choice, created nearly half a million manufacturing jobs before the crisis hit and pushed through major tax cuts. In February of this year, before COVID-19 hit, 45% of Americans told Gallup they were satisfied with the direction of the country a higher level than ever recorded than Obama's eight years. Yes, he's been a magnificent president. Magnificent. And yes, the challenges that we face are abundant. China, big tech, Russia, there are so, so many. And on this show today, we're going to be talking to several guests who are going to really kind of tell us what we face as Americans. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. I'm Nick Adams, and we will be back in moments. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. 
And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Isn't that a beautiful song? Every time I hear that song, it just kind of puts... Puts me in the mood for Christmas, the most magical time of the year. Uh, Welcome back. My name is Nick Adams. I'm filling in for Dennis. You're listening, of course, to the Dennis Prager Radio Show, the greatest in the country. It is a pleasure to have your company. Uh, Weather across the country today, it's 58 and sunny in Dallas, 50 and shaping up to be a really nice day in Los Angeles, and 41 and cloudy in New York City. You know, there are... Only a few people that I like to speak about to really get a feel on what's going on in the country. One of them, of course, is the man that I'm guest hosting for. Another one is a gentleman by the name of Evan Sayed. And Evan is somebody that has a brain the size of a small planet. He's very attuned to cultural movements he's very attuned to what's going on and i wanted to in this particular show really kind of examine where we are right now what the presidency of donald trump has meant why it's been so successful what's just transpired last month with the election and how we move forward and i couldn't think of a better person to get on to discuss that than evan sayett who is the author of a recent book called The Woke Supremacy, an Anti-Socialist Manifesto. A brilliant book. I've read it. I suggest everyone goes and gets a copy of it. It's The Woke Supremacy, an Anti-Socialist Manifesto. And if you want to get any kind of an idea of what we're facing right now, then that's a book that you definitely need to read. Evan it. welcome to The Dennis Prager Show. Hello, Nick. And as I recall, when you first read the book, you called it, quote, one of the most important books of our time. So, it really is. It I, really is, I, I, and uh, it's something that I suggest everyone consider going out and, and having a look at. Evan, uh, look, we've just had a very contentious election. Do you believe this election was stolen? Oh, I, I believe it was stolen, and not only stolen on November 3rd, but the mechanisms for stealing it have been in place and have been growing uh, ever since the 60s radicals. You know, lots of places have elections. You know, they have elections in Iran. They have elections in uh, Stalinist Russia. They have elections all over the world. Uh, but if you don't have the democratic institutions, then they're not democratic elections. And unfortunately, even before we talk about the actual physical stealing of votes, we need to talk about them having already stolen the media and turned it into their ministry of uh, propaganda, having stolen the education system and turned it into their ministry of indoctrination. Okay. And that's been going on and growing since the 1960s. So, that, that, so let me just stop you there. So for the person listening to this show, Evan, that is scratching their head in bewilderment, saying, how can you allege that this election was stolen? How is it not possible that Joe Biden actually won. What would you say to that person to to win them over to at least beginning to believe that 
there might be something suspect about the election result? Well, you have to first begin with all the anomalies, all of the things that simply common sense dictates could not have happened, starting with the bellwether counties that that all uh, suddenly flipped, um, started starting with the specific areas and the specific hours in which votes were dumped. I mean, there are just so many mathematical impossibilities uh, that, that you don't necessarily have to witness the crime to know the crime existed. That's that, a great that's point. Where you just begin. It's, you know, you look at point. the down ballot, how well Republicans did in every down, uh, down ballot election. It is inconceivable that people went into the voting booth, voted for everybody who's like Donald Trump, but voted against the ticket. So yes, just from I a agree. logic point of view, you would at least, you would at least investigate. And that's the second half of this is their refusal and their denial that there was any evidence of corruption, any evidence of fraud, just just makes it clear they have no desire to know the truth. And that's disconcerting as well. I agree with you, Evan. And uh, later in the show, I'm going to be really laying out all of those anomalies very uh, carefully to make sure that uh, our listeners really know exactly what we're talking about. But I agree with you. And I also think the absence of any campaign on the part of the left or supporters of Joe Biden to explain those anomalies uh, <laughs> is also quite telling. Evan, what do you think is going to happen now? There's a lot of discussion about the 6th of December. Uh, sorry, my apologies. The 6th of January, uh, President Trump has come out and uh, tweeted on Saturday night that uh, he's inviting all of his 74, 75 million people to come to Washington, D.C. He says it will be wild. There's going to be a massive protest. Uh, do you think that there's any hope in the uh, Congress overturning these electoral courage revo- uh, votes? You know, it, it, it's, it's a very difficult thing to be a prognosticator at the moment because this is such uncharted territory. And the, the question really is going to come down to who has the guts who, if, if you're going to fear that the left is going to revolt and the left is going to be violent and therefore you're not going to do the right thing, uh, you're basically following the path of appeasement. You know, it's the hope of putting off being destroyed uh, as, as opposed to doing the right thing now and fighting for, for, for our Constitution and our, our way of life. I mean, I think it was Mark Levin who said, don't tell me that we're going to win next time because if we don't fight now, there won't be a next time. You know, Nick, Barack Obama already used our government against us. He weaponized the FBI to spy on political opponents. He weaponized the IRS. And they would have done more, except they were sure that Hillary was going to win. So why rush it? Why, why turn up the heat so quickly the frogs jump? Well, when Donald Trump showed that, that they don't have this iron grip on us, they're not going to make the same mistake a second time. They are going to turn the government against us instantly. They, they already have. And they're making no effort to, to uh, appeal to our side. They continue to dehumanize us. They continue to attempt to delegitimize our very real concerns. And, and they've signaled that they have no intention other than to close out the revolution that they declared in the 1960s and failed. Yes. But then they went on the long march through the institutions took over the institutions, and now use them to, to basically create generation after generation that has the same hatred for America that the radicals had in the 60s. 
Evan, well, it, is, it is indeed a very scary time. Look, I don't have much time left, so I'm going to ask you one last question. Okay, and I need a 30-second answer. Donald Trump has repeatedly said that America will never be a socialist country. Do you think that America will ever become a socialist country? I, I believe that the powers that be, if those powers that be are the left, they will attempt to turn us into one. And I believe that the rest of us are going to have to do things that we never imagined having to do when we had a constitutional government where you had the means to address your grievances through the court, through the ballot box. But now that those things have been taken away from us, you know, there's a, a righteous and rightful progression. And it goes from voting and it goes to turning to the media or the courts. Well, when that doesn't work, you protest. Okay. Well, we protested. And Evan, then you took the civil disobedience. Well, the next thing after civil disobedience is... is Evan, is, is it's, uh, it's, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. You guys have been listening to Evan Sayed. He's the author of The Woke Supremacy. You are, of course, listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. My name is Nick Adams, and we'll be back with more in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Is there catchier music than Christmas music? I really don't think that there is. It is just so catchy. It's just so cheerful. It just puts you in a great mood immediately, no matter what the context. Well, that might not be quite the case right now. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. For those of you just tuning in, uh, no, uh, Dennis has not been abducted by some alien with a foreign accent, uh, although... Part of that statement might be true. My name is Nick Adams. I am a legal immigrant to the United States of America. Uh, I'm an author, a commentator, a speaker, and I have the occasional pleasure of guest hosting for Dennis on his wonderful radio show. Uh, we were just talking to Evan Sayet, best-selling author of The Woke Supremacy, uh, a, a socialist manifesto. Uh, an anti-socialist manifesto, and we were talking about this election and uh, all of the anomalies that were contained within this election. And I've got to tell you, I mean, I, I've i been talking about this now for the last uh, six weeks. This presidential election, deeply puzzling. To say out loud that you find the results of the 2020 presidential election odd is, of course, to invite derision. You must be a crank or a conspiracy theorist. I guess you can mark me down as a crank then. Uh, I find this election to be deeply puzzling. I, I also think that the Trump campaign is still very much well within its rights to contest the tabulations. Something very, very, very strange happened in America's democracy in the early hours of Wednesday, the 4th of November, and the days that followed. It's reasonable, I think, for a lot of Americans to want to find out exactly what. First, consider some facts. President Trump received more votes than any previous incumbent seeking re-election. He got 11 million more votes than in 2016, the third largest rise in support ever for an incumbent. By way of comparison, President Obama was comfortably re-elected in 2012 with 3.5 million fewer votes than he received in 2008. Trump's vote increased so much because, according to exit polls, he performed far better with many key demographic groups. 
95% of Republicans voted for him. He did extraordinarily well with rural male working class whites. Trump grew his support among black voters by 50% over 2016. Nationally, Joe Biden's black support fell well below 90%, the level below which Democrat presidential candidates usually lose. Trump increased his share of the national Hispanic vote to 35%. With 60% or less of the national Hispanic vote, it is arithmetically impossible for a Democrat presidential candidate to win Florida, Arizona, Nevada, and New Mexico. Bellwether states swung further in Trump's direction than in 2016. Florida, Ohio, and Iowa each defied America's media polls with huge wins for Trump. Since 1852, only Richard Nixon has lost the Electoral College after winning this trio, and that 1960 defeat to John F. Kennedy is still the subject of great suspicion. Midwestern states, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin always swing in the same direction as Ohio and Iowa, their regional peers. Ohio, likewise, tends to swing with Florida. Current tallies show that outside of a few cities, the Rust Belt swung in Trump's direction. Yet Biden leads in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin because of an apparent avalanche of black votes in Detroit, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. Biden's winning margin was derived almost entirely from such voters in these cities. As coincidentally, his black vote spiked only in exactly the locations necessary to secure victory. He did not receive comparable levels of support among comparable Democrats groups in comparable states, which is highly unusual for the presidential victor. We're told that Biden won more votes nationally than any presidential candidate in history, but he won a record low of 17% of counties. He won only 524 counties as opposed to the 873 counties Obama won in 2008, yet Biden somehow outdid Obama in total votes. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. My name is Nick Adams. I'm going to be back with more. We're going to talk more about what happened on the 3rd and 4th of November. Back with more in a month. The Dennis Prager Show. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. We're getting down to the wire. Christmas is in just four days, and I want to urge you to support Dennis Prager's Angel Tree Campaign, which has already blessed over 3,500 children who have a mum or dad in prison, so they can still experience the joy of Christmas, thanks to our friends at Prison Fellowship. I want to assure you that you can give with confidence to Angel Tree which last year served over 300,000 kids nationwide. Relationships like that begin with trust and with a mission. We can't let even one prisoner's child miss out when Christmas comes. Children are not punished for the misdeeds of a parent in prison. That's where you come in. I'm asking you to open your heart 
and your wallet and go to DennisPrager.com and click on the Angel Tree banner. For a donation of just $22, you can literally change the life of a child this Christmas. Or for $220, you can bless 10 children of prisoners with a special Christmas gift, a personal note from their incarcerated mum or dad, and access to a new Bible in English or Spanish. But Christmas is just four days from today, so please go to DennisPrager.com or phone your tax-deductible gift to 888-206-2801. That's 888-206-2801 to join Dennis's Angel Tree campaign right now. And thank you. Well, we've here at the Dennis Prager Radio Show, guest hosted today by yours truly, Nick Adams. We have been exploring what happened in the election last month and where we go to from here. And it will surprise nobody listening when I say that there were very substantial and multiple anomalies in this election, things that we saw that we haven't seen before and things that I think warrant a lot of explanation warrant a lot of analysis, warrant a lot of discussion. We're getting none of that from the left. They haven't decided to defend the election results at all. They haven't decided to try and quell the concerns and worries and suspicions of 75 million-plus Americans. They've decided to go silent. They've decided to not talk about it at all, to pretend that it doesn't exist. And that's why it's incumbent upon us, everyday people, to make sure that we are on top of it, that we are looking at it. Now, before the election, I was in four different swing states, and I can tell you that I saw zero evidence of an impending Joe Biden win outside of the media polls. There were very, very few signs for Joe Biden. There was no enthusiasm for him. When he would hold an event, there'd be maximum 100 people in cars honking horns. There was no movement behind Joe Biden, unlike his opponent, our incumbent President Donald Trump. And yet we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden got more votes than even Barack Obama. He got the most votes in history, the most uninspiring and lazy Candidate. I mean, the guy didn't even have many events. He didn't do much. They would call a lid on the day at 10 o'clock in the morning. He'd do a couple of interviews in the morning and then he'd be done. Now, you and I know that an election is all about getting out there and saying what you're planning on doing and what you believe in and why the other person is wrong and what you would do if you were given the opportunity. We heard almost none of that. He didn't even campaign, and yet we're told that he won. On top of that, if you had said to me on the 2nd of November, the day before the election, that we were going to not lose a single seat in the House, that we were going to pretty much hold the Senate, that Donald Trump would get 11 to 12 million more votes than what he did last time, 
that he was going to win 18 of the 19 bellwether counties that for the last 100 years have successfully predicted the election and voted that way for the ultimately successful presidential candidate. If you had told me that he was going to win Ohio and Florida and Iowa, but then said to me that despite all of that, despite the House of Representatives, despite the Senate, despite 12 million more votes, despite winning 18 of the 19 bellwether counties, despite winning Florida, Ohio and Iowa, he was still going to lose. I would have said to you, you were crazy. I said, there's no way in the world. That's not possible. That's just, you know, it might be technically possible, but it defies belief. That just, that just, that this just doesn't make sense. It can't be right. How could that be? Well, that's the situation that we find ourselves in. Now, Victoria's presidential candidates, especially challengers, usually have down-ballot coattails. Joe Biden didn't. The Republicans pretty much held the Senate. Of course, we've got this Georgia election coming up now and enjoyed a red wave in the House where they gained a large number of seats while winning all 27 toss-up contests. Trump's party did not lose a single state legislature and actually made gains at the state level. How do you explain that? Another anomaly is found in the comparison between the polls and the non-polling metrics. The latter include party registration trends, the candidates' respective primary votes, candidate enthusiasm, social media followings, broadcast and digital media ratings, online searches, the number of especially small donors, and the number of individuals betting on each candidate. Despite poor recent performances, media and academic polls have an impressive 80% record predicting the winner during the modern era. But when the polls err, non-polling metrics do not. The latter has a 100% record. Every non-polling metric forecasts Trump's re-election. For Trump to lose this election, the mainstream polls needed to be correct, which they weren't. Furthermore, for Trump to lose, not only did one or more of these metrics have to be wrong for the first time ever, but every single one had to be wrong, and all at the same time. You're listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show. I am Nick Adams. We are going to keep looking at this. Believe me, don't go anywhere. But I pause because... Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the Dennis Prager Radio Show uh, with Nick Adams today, guest hosting for Dennis. The call line is 877-243-7776, 18Prager776, 877-243-7776. Would love to hear what is on your mind. Uh, I want to go to David, David in Long Beach. Now, I'm always open to hearing all kinds of views. David says that there's no fraud. So, David, make your case. Well, first of all, Nick, you said I don't have to particularly make a case. Anecdotes like you're telling are not evidence. There have been 30 court cases. David, I appreciate your call. I appreciate your call. But hold on. Uh, Did you listen? I'm going to ask the questions and you're going to answer. That's the way it's going to work here because I don't want to get on, on some kind of polemic tirade here first of all did you hear what i had to say in the last segment yes or no he's gone okay well that's david 
All right. Well, look, uh, folks, I like I say, I am open to hearing what the other side has. In, in fact, I want to invite anybody that does not believe that there was fraud in this election last month, anybody that does not believe that there was fraud last month in the national election to call. Again, the number is one eight Prager seven seven six. That's one eight Prager seven seven six. But when you call, I don't want to hear about the court cases. I want to hear you address the specific anomalies that I have raised so far on this show. I want you to give me your explanation, good or bad, on why we should believe that somebody that barely campaigned got more votes than anybody else on why 18 of the 19 bellwether counties that in 100 years of voting history this time were wrong, on why or on whether or not it is at least interesting to you that somebody who won Florida, Ohio and Iowa did not win other states that typically tend to kind of go the same way. I want to hear some explanations. I want to hear some thinking. I don't want to just hear there were 30 look, there were 30 cases, they all lost, it's all over, it's done, it's anecdotal. Explain to me why you have the positions that you have. We're going to be looking at that and a whole lot, lot more in the next two hours. We're just getting started here at the Dennis Prager radio show. Donald Trump is still your president. Of course, we want to hear from you, 877-243-7776. That's 877-243-7776. I'm Nick Adams filling in for Dennis Prager. Don't go anywhere. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. 
card. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this, about 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 